Are you a parent in business that wants to learn digital marketing the right way? So you've got an amazing business and you want to shout it from the rooftops. You want everyone to know about it and you want to generate consistent revenue. You love the idea of your business working for you whilst you are busy making memories with your family. The one thing stopping you is digital marketing. From SEO to blogging, from creating your own digital courses to creating podcasts that parents will love. My Bumped Baby has the solution. We have launched our Digital Marketing Academy and it is designed for parent-focused business owners to grow and scale their business with ease. Our academy can be accessed from anywhere on any device, which means as a busy parent in business, you can learn on the go with our bite-sized straight-to-the-point videos. Join us today by visiting the link below and have seven-day free trial on us to see if the area is right for you. Click the link under this podcast to start benefiting today and access our training right away. We look forward to seeing you in there and teaching you everything you need to know about digital marketing for parent-focused businesses. Hello and welcome to my Bump to Baby Expert podcast, where we bring experts from all over the UK to answer your questions on everything pregnancy to preschool. Today, I am speaking to play therapist Jenny Reed from the Apple Tree Centre, and she is going to be talking to us all about child led play. I hope you enjoy it. Hello everyone and welcome to My Bumped Baby Expert Podcast. Today we have the lovely Jenny Reed, play therapist at Apple Tree Centre in Sheffield and she is going to be talking all about child-led play. So hi Jenny. Hi Carla. It's lovely to have you on here today. Thank you. So we're going to be talking a bit around child-led play today. Um, mm-hmm. So can you tell me when, when can you start child-led play with, you, with your children? Yeah, I thought that was a really interesting question. I mean, basically from day one, as soon as the child has enough motor skills to initiate any kind of interaction. So for example, if you think about a baby who's a couple of weeks old and they start sticking their tongue out, um, the parent can mimic that, can imitate that, and the child will stick their tongue out back and that's the beginning of child-led play. Um, I suppose thinking about when children are playing more actively and deliberately probably starts between about six months and a year. you know, when children can hold toys and can give you toys and take them back or throw things on the floor and wait for you to give them back to them. Oh, wow. So it starts quite young. That That's really interesting. That's really young. Yeah. When we say child-led play, I actually think, oh, toddler, child. But that that's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I think the thing is that for children, there's not really a distinction for young children between play and everything else. So everything a baby does is playful. Everything a baby does is creative and learning. Um, and you can't 
separate if that makes sense that does make a lot of sense actually yes so so are what are the benefits then of of child-led play this is the one that I could talk about for hours um so in terms of thinking about that really early play the main benefit is about attachment building relationships building communication building connection um the attunement between parent and child I don't know if you've watched people with a a parent with a very young baby and their faces reflect each other their movements reflect each other and if the child smiles the mum smiles or dad smiles and the baby smiles back Um, and that's all building a really secure attachment Um, as the child gets older play is as I said it's intrinsic part of their life so it's the way that they learn about the world and the more we play with children the more they learn to play by themselves and to solve problems for themselves um, to understand the world that's going on around them if you think about that toddler play as you were talking about folks so you might take a child shopping and then when you come back they want to play shops and they'll put things in a basket and pass them to you and that's all about the child learning and developing and their understanding of how the world works and what sort of rituals and routines we go through in our daily lives and you know as children get older then they can incorporate much more complex things so I remember when my little girl started school bless her she was only tiny and she came home and made all her toys sit in a row and she made them answer a question one by one and told them off if they talked at the wrong time (laughs) and I thought this is something it's really useful for her learning but she's also processing something quite difficult emotionally about this really strange situation where the teacher tells you all what to do and you have to be quiet she'd never been in that kind of situation before um so you know as children get older play is an invaluable way of them understanding the emotional quality of the world around them and the relationships that they have with other people and trying things out and practicing different interactions and different stories to see where they'll go yeah that that's really interesting yeah of course I mean when you say it um you know it start it does start so young doesn't it um and yeah, I mean, my son is the same. He He's often kind of copying different things and it, it is really interesting. So with, with child-led play then, is that, I'm guessing when the child decides what they want to play or can you kind of set the scene for them or is it just to let their imagination run wild? I think it can be both. So as a play therapist, my work is almost all non-directive. So I set up a, as wide a range of toys as possible and let children come and play whatever they want to do obviously within a home you do have a little bit more structure and you might be playing at a time that suits that suits you you might not have access to lots and lots of different toys and materials so you know so one example that I sometimes give parents when they're thinking about how they can do more child-led activities with older children is if you're making tea you might let an older child make a salad and they can decide what they want to put in there or um, you might make pizzas and let the child decide what sorts of how they want to decorate them it's all about giving as much control as you can to the child because that helps them to develop self-esteem as well and to recognize that you're recognizing their expertise and that they can solve problems for themselves and that you respect what they're interested in I suppose right that that's really interesting um so how as a parent can we encourage um child-led play because I know especially at the moment it's so easy to give children tv electronics as parents I mean god I for one I know I do probably do it a bit too much but how can we encourage that child-led play then um, with children yeah I mean I think there's there's a few things one is that children do spontaneously play most children will play and will initiate play spontaneously if we don't get in their way so I think you're right that there's a big temptation to put children in front of screens um, and 
I don't think there's a parent who doesn't do that you know and there is some that's useful as well that has its place children need their downtime and they need that input from somebody who isn't a parent um and the other thing is that I think a lot of parents feel under pressure to create activities, particularly at the moment when children mostly are not in school. And there's that huge pressure to do educational things and to, um, to paint rainbows and bake biscuits and do maths. Mm-hmm. And actually, a lot of the time, children don't need us to structure their time that heavily. If we get out of their way, they will you know, go and run out in the rain and find a stick and, and make a a tent or a den or or an army or a dance or something out of that yeah so it's maybe a good thing to actually let them break away from that routine sometimes and just actually do what they want to do at that time yeah and it's about following their lead so you know you might be doing something with a child that feels very constructive and structured like a board game or a a piece of art and then they do something that's not quite what you expect and if you're attuned to the idea of child-led play you can just kind of follow that lead and see where it takes you it doesn't have to be something that you set up as a as a separate activity that's really good advice because I think I mean we were only playing the other day snakes and ladders I was like no you don't do that like that no you don't do like that like that like that but I suppose it's letting them be in control of the game really yeah and it's a lot of pressure for parents isn't it to feel as if we've got to structure every bit of our children's day and give them educational and healthy experiences when actually if we leave them to it or follow their lead they'll probably do a lot of that for themselves um it's reminded me of the lego movie actually do you remember that i i don't know if you've seen it that idea that you can follow the instructions on the box and create everything exactly as it's designed or you can just let your imagination run wild and make something completely fantastical that has its own story oh wow no do you know what i've not seen it but it sounds very good it's, really good. it's also quite funny <laughs> oh wow right okay so so from from what age then would you i mean is that from any age I mean you know like honestly I think it's young it's easier with younger ones it's more about not stopping it you know I think when I I remember when my children were toddlers they would I've got a video of my son sitting on a rock telling me about the picnic he was having for a good 20 minutes when he was what two or three and there was no picnic there were no people but this whole story in his imagination whereas as he got older he got more inhibited about what he should be doing what he should be saying and whether people would approve um so yeah I think younger children play spontaneously much more easily than older ones oh definitely definitely although do you know um, my son sometimes I, I have to kind of control it a little bit we went to little a bit off subject the other but we went to little and they've got these little trolleys and yeah. he when he's got one of those on the loose that is I mean it's it's mayhem <laughs> down their miles and you just can't possibly so what happens when it's you're not in a situation what's the best yeah. way to handle it when you're not in a situation that's the flip can. side isn't it yeah. yeah that it would be wonderful um because one of the questions that you sent me to think about was when how often should you do encourage child-led play yeah. and I want to say all the time it's so good for children to to solve their own problems to create their own ideas their own adventures to interact with you in the ways that they want to but obviously in everyday life there are times when you need them to have a shower there are times when you need them to go to bed or to eat a meal or when you're out in public and the things that they spontaneously want to do are just not appropriate or not acceptable um and 
in lots of ways, the more time you spend playing with them and following their lead, the more likely they are then to be attuned to you when you say, actually, no, now it's time to stop, if that makes sense. So it's not about, childhood play isn't about spoiling children by giving them everything they want exactly when they want it. It's about allowing them the space to play freely when that is appropriate and acceptable and getting in alongside them as well following their lead letting them give you a character to play or or just kind of reflecting what they're doing listening to their story and telling bits of it back to them um but also setting the boundaries when they need to be set yeah yeah no that that makes a lot of sense and and do you encourage that then right up the way I mean how old does that go on for just until they're kind of grown-ups or I guess so. I mean, I've got a 12 year old now and he mostly doesn't want to play with me because that's not cool. Um, But but it develops into following their interests. So, you know, whereas you've got a toddler and they might say they might start playing out a, a shop, for example. I don't know why that one always comes into my head. They might start bringing you things and asking you to put them through the till and then you they want you to give them money and, and you're acting out, you're role-playing with them at that age. And as they get older, it might become more, you know, them telling you about a film that they've seen or telling you about a book that they've read or an idea or a game that they played with their friend. And if you have been practicing that sort of relationship where you show an interest in their interests and you're willing to get alongside them, they'll then as they tell you about their day, it sort of feels natural to follow that in the same way. Does that make sense? Yes. So yeah. again, it's that, it's that blurry line between play and other parts of life that um, my teenager, my 12 year old doesn't do role play with me, but he'll tell me about a Marvel film and I'll ask questions and show interest in the characters that he likes and, and you know, notice the bits that are interesting and relevant to him rather than saying, oh, well, I don't think that film's very good and wanting to talk about something that's more interesting to me. Um, and I guess I see that as an extension of child-led play. Yes, yeah, that does make a lot of sense. Um, so with with babies and toddlers then, is there anything, any kind of toys that you could encourage that is a good idea for parents to get, you know, at birthdays and stuff like that, that would encourage that? I think having as wide a range as possible is really useful. So one of the things we think about when we're setting up playrooms at the Apple Tree Centre is having toys from different groups. So we'll have some kind of creative Play-Doh, crayons, paints, finger paints, that kind of thing. We'll have some sensory toys, so toys that you that have different textures or different sounds or even different smells. Sometimes some of the squishy toys have really interesting smells. Um, that children can experiment with and then toys that encourage different kinds of role play so we'll have you know the baby dolls and the bottles and the nurturing toys and we'll have the the everyday the shop things and the school things and the things that represent those kind of everyday situations Um, but also it's really important to have some kind of aggressive toys so that might be you know a a long piece of foam that you can use as a sword or it might be um, action figures that children can play fighting things or um yeah things that children can let out some of that tension and aggression and also act out some of the things that maybe they've seen on tv that have been a bit confusing for them yeah yeah Um, no that makes a lot of sense is there anything jenny that you think um we need to know that i've not asked you i think one thing the one thing that i didn't talk about in terms of benefits was about self-regulation and emotional regulation 
um, but one of the things children learn from play is to take some of the heat out of those emotions. So for example, when I talk about aggressive play, it's not about teaching children that it's okay to fight or it's okay to hit. Mm. It's about teaching them that it's okay to be angry and that there are ways that you can express that, that, that kind of get it out of your system and help you to feel more in control of that anger or children who are really, really sad, you know, can use play to, to soothe themselves. My daughter did an amazing painting actually a couple of weeks ago. Um, she was really, really angry about COVID-19 and the fact that she hadn't seen her best friend for weeks and weeks and weeks. Oh. And she painted a really angry black and green paint all over this thing. And it was all about, this is the virus mummy and it's destroying our lives. And then she turned mm -hmm. it over. I'm going to well up a bit. She turned oh. it over and painted a rainbow on the other side. Oh, oh, that's lovely. Um, yeah, so it's getting that out, isn't it? Getting that frustration out of them. Yeah. And then she said, what do people do, mummy, when they come to see you at work? And I said, well, they basically do what you've just done. <laughs> <laughs> that letting the emotions out, discharging it all, sharing it with somebody. So having a parent or a friend or a therapist or a, you know, a, a granny or a granddad can be amazing people there to see that and say, yeah, I understand how you feel. No, that makes a lot of sense. In terms of child-led play, you know, it is to some extent quality rather than quantity. So if parents can sit down with their children for five minutes a few times a week and just follow the child's lead, just do what the child wants to do and play along rather than always being feeling as if they have to be in control, it's a massive weight off the parents' minds often, but also it does give the children something really valuable that they can take away. And, you know, a child who learns through play and through play with an adult to calm their anger and their sadness is a child who's going to sleep better because they know how to soothe themselves and how to manage their own emotions. It's a child who's going to you know, find it easier to make friends because they know how to, to calm their own needs, to listen to what somebody else is asking for. Um, yeah. it's a child who's going to be able to concentrate better at school because they know how to calm their brain and how to does that make sense yeah so there's a lot a lot of benefits of child-led play a lot more than what I actually realized so I, I think parents are going to be um I mean it's a very informative conversation that we've had there so that that's fantastic so thank you so much and can you just tell people a bit about you Jenny and then also obviously where where people can find you yeah so I'm a play therapist I work at the Apple Tree Centre in Sheffield so we offer counselling and creative therapies for young people aged between our website says four to 25 but we've worked with younger children and with very young children we would work to support the parents um, we have a website www.appletreecentre.co.uk um, and at the moment we're offering some online support and telephone support um, most of the time our therapies are offered face-to-face -face, but obviously when this current crisis lifts a lot of organizations are going to have to look again at how they offer their services and whether there's a future for us in offering online support longer term so okay that's great and Jenny would people be able to contact you and ask you any questions around this? absolutely they'd be very welcome to yeah excellent excellent that's that's fantastic so what we'll do is we'll put all of the links in the show notes so you have all got access to um apple tree center's website um and jenny um but thank you so much jenny it was so lovely speaking to you and really really interesting great i hope i haven't given you too much information in a huge pile but... no you haven't no it's fantastic i think that's been really really informative and i've learned a lot myself so thank you well, it was lovely to talk to you thank, thank you, you. 
Thank you for listening to my Bump to Babies expert podcast. If you would like to find help and support from experts in your local area, head over to www.mybumptobaby.com and you will also be able to find local pregnancy to preschool groups, classes, businesses and services in your local area. This podcast is sponsored by My Bump to Baby Family Protection and Legal Directory. Being a parent is such a minefield. It's so difficult deciding who to select when it comes to financial advice or family law solicitors. My Bump to Baby works with one trusted financial advisor and one trusted family law solicitor in each town throughout the whole of the UK. To find your nearest advisor or family law solicitor, head over to www.mybump2baby.com forward slash family protection legal. Wondering what's on in your local area? Come and join our weekly newsletter where we share the classes and groups that are on in your local area. From pregnancy to preschool, we have you covered. Click the link below this podcast to receive your newsletter each week, every Sunday, so you know what's on and you can plan your week ahead.